were to stand in one place and watch American history go by, where would it be? Perhaps you would stand at the foot of the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. From there, you could watch presidential inaugurations, you could watch funeral processions, you could watch monuments built and commemorated, you could watch Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech and so many other important events in our nation's history. But what about biblical history? Where would you stand and watch biblical events go by? Well, I can think of one place, and it's probably not the one that would immediately come to mind. But that's what we will be discussing in today's program. Today is Monday, April the 6th, and you're listening to the Exploring Bible Lands podcast. My name is Barry Brittnell, and I appreciate you joining me today. So, have you thought about my question? Let's say you could just pull up a chair and sit in one place for a thousand years and watch biblical history unfold before your eyes. Where would you go? I think that an obvious choice would be the Mount of Olives. From that vantage point, you could watch Abraham and his family walk through this area. You could watch David and Joab capture the small Jebusite city. Then you could watch Solomon expand the city to the north and build a beautiful temple. Years later, you could watch the Babylonians come in and destroy that temple as well as the city. You could watch the city of Jerusalem slowly come back to life and King Herod build the massive Temple Mount. You could watch Jesus be arrested and then follow him as he crisscrossed the city during his trials before being crucified. You could watch Peter and the apostles preach to a huge crowd on the day of Pentecost. Yes, the Mount of Olives would not be a bad choice. But that's not the place I would choose. I would choose a location between Galilee and Samaria. If I had the opportunity, I would pull up a chair and sit down on the top of the Hill of Moray. If you're wondering where the Hill of Moray is, don't feel bad. It's only mentioned once in Scripture, but hopefully at the end of this podcast, you'll never forget it. The Jezreel Valley is located in the northern part of Israel, just west of the Sea of Galilee. It is shaped like a huge arrowhead pointing toward the northwest. The two bases of the arrowhead are Mount Tabor to the northeast and Mount Gilboa to the south. The shaft of the arrow is the Harod Valley, which is a narrow valley running from northwest to the southeast. The Harod Valley connects the Jezreel Valley to the Jordan Rift Valley. At the point where the Harod Valley and the Jezreel Valley Converge is where the Hill of Moray is located. So let's say you could just take a chair up there and sit for a couple of thousand years. What biblical events could you have seen from there? Well, I could face east and watch Elijah gather the people together for a contest between the God of Israel and the prophets of Baal. I would be able to watch people sit there for hours while nothing happens. Then, suddenly, 
I would watch fire come down from heaven, and I would know that the God of Israel is the one and true God. I could watch a man named Elisha come and go through this area. I could watch him stop frequently in the town of Shunem, which sits at the southwest foot of the hill of Moray. I could watch a husband and his wife add on to their house to give him a place to stay. Then I could have watched their son work out in the field and later die in his mother's arms. And I could have watched that same mother get on the donkey, go west toward Mount Carmel, retrieve Elisha, and come back. If I turned my chair to the north, I could have watched Deborah and Barak gather their forces on the side of Mount Tabor before taking on Sisera, the king of Hatsor. I could have a great view of their forces come streaming down the hill as they went into battle. If I turned my chair to the south, I could have watched King Saul and his army across the Herod Valley on Mount Gilboa. Then, when night came, I could have watched King Saul sneak across the eastern side of the hill of Moray to visit a medium in the small city of Endor, which sits just off to our northeast. The next day, I could have seen the Philistines go up into the Mount Gilboa and then come back down with the bodies of Saul and his sons and take them to the east in the direction of Beitshan. I could look eastward down the Herod Valley, and I could have seen Jehu ride his chariot furiously on his way back from Ramoth Gilead. Then I could have watched him climb the hill to our south to the city of Jezreel, where he killed the king of Israel and the king of Judah. I could have watched King Josiah come down here from Jerusalem in an attempt to stop Pharaoh Necho at Megiddo, which sits to our southwest. I could have watched the battle take place, and I sadly could have watched Josiah die in the valley near the city. I could have looked toward the northwest into the mountains of Galilee, and seen a man by the name of Jonah run across the Jezreel Valley to the south on his way toward Joppa. Then a few days later, I could have watched him walk back humbly as he makes his way to the north. This time, however, he bypasses his hometown of gath Hepper and continues on through Galilee as he makes his way toward Nineveh. From the hill of Moray, I could have looked up into the hills of Galilee and seen the small town of Nazareth, where Jesus grew up. I could have watched Jesus and his disciples come from Galilee and stop just outside the city of Nain, which sits on the northern side of the hill of Moray. I could have watched him and his disciples approach a group of people with a casket. I could have watched Jesus console a grieving mother. Then I could have watched Jesus raise that woman's son from the dead. I could have looked toward the northeast and watched storm clouds brewing over the Sea of Galilee. Then suddenly they dissipate, and I know that Jesus has just calmed the storm. For thousands of years, I could have watched people walk up and down the Via Maris, the road referred to in scriptures as the Way of the Sea. This was the major road on the western side of the Jordan River. Nearly every major biblical character that was in this area used this road at one time or another in their life. I could have sat on the top of the hill of Moray 
and seen all these events take place. As I said, the Hill of Moray is only mentioned once in the Bible, and that's where I'd like to spend the remainder of our time. Beginning in verse 1 of Judges 7, we read, Then Jerubbabel, that is, Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Harod, and the camp of Midian was north of them, by the hill of Moray in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Then twenty-two thousand of the people returned, and ten thousand remained. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. And any one of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, shall go with you. And any one of whom I say to you, This one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouths, was three hundred men. But all the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men who lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hand, and let all the others go every man to his home. So the people took provisions in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, but retained three hundred men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Skipping down to verse 19, we read, So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, when they had just set the watch. And they blew trumpets and smashed jars that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held in their left hands the torches, and in the right hands the trumpets to blow. And they cried out, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Every man stood in his place around the camp, and all the army ran. They cried out and fled. And when they blew the three hundred trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade and against his enemy. And the army fled as far as Bethshita, toward Zerath, as far as the border of Abel-Meholah, by Tabath. And the men of Israel were called out from Naphtali, and from Asher, and from all Manasseh, and they pursued after Midian. From the top of the hill of Moray, you could have seen the Midianites encamped below you. And in the dead of the night, you could have watched a small army on the southern side of the Herod Valley slowly make their way in your direction. Upon arriving, the small army would have encircled the camp, and then at the exact same time, the Israelites blew their trumpets, broke their vases, and cried out at the top of their lungs. And what a sight it would have been to watch the Midianites, scared to death, scrambling around and then abandoning everything as they ran toward the east in the direction of the Jordan River. As I said in the beginning, the hill of Moray is a small hill only mentioned once in the Bible. 
But from the top of this simple hill, you could have watched the power of God as He sent fire from heaven, as He raised the dead, as He humbled the sinners, and in this case, as He scattered the Midianite army with only 300 men, torches, trumpets, and pitchers. All of this could have been witnessed from the top of the hill of Moray. By understanding the places in the Bible, it helps you to understand the Bible stories even more. If you would like to know more about biblical geography, I invite you to go to our website, www.exploringbiblelands.com. Use the search box to find articles and pictures about many places in the Bible. While you're there, why don't you enter in your email address into the small form and have our blog post emailed directly to you. Thank you once again for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time we can be together as we will once again explore the lands of the Bible.